Welcome to Healing the Podcast with your host, Ashlyn Tori. I am a heels and burlesque instructor, a confidence mentor, and the creator of High Vibe Heels, living in the gorgeous mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. In this safe and sacred portal, we will be having intentional conversations about dancing in a heel, spirituality, self-love, sensuality, conscious business, and even more juicy topics that I hope empower you to show up in the world as your boldest and brightest self. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Now let the magic begin. Hello, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Healing the Podcast. I have a very exciting guest for you all today. We have Erica Tanner from Dirtylicious Dance Fitness, and Erica is the co-founder of Dirtylicious, which is a beginner dance class. They have online classes and in-person classes all over the country, and Erica and I met in Utah because my bestie Savannah and I would take her weekly classes at Vasa Fitness, and it was called Dirty Dancing at the time, and if you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the movie Dirty Dancing. It was my favorite, so the name alone (laughs) could have drawn me into that class, and once you take Erica's class, you just want to keep going back. It was really my first introduction into dancing without a partner and dancing in this really sensual and sexy way. Her classes were just so fun and so welcoming. And as you will hear in this podcast, really pivotal in my own healing and dance journey. We dive into so much juiciness in this episode with Erica. We talk about her third postpartum experience, how Dirtylicious came to be, the importance of consistency, the benefits of sensual dance and connecting deeply with our bodies, how to handle criticism and judgment regarding dance and other life decisions, body dysmorphia, social media authenticity, and so much more. Oh my God, you babes are just going to adore Erica and all the knowledge and wisdom and laughs that she has to share. So let's get right into it. Erica, welcome to Healing the Podcast, babe. I'm so excited to have you here today. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I was telling Erica before we started, it's been so long since we were able to just catch up and talk. So I'm just as excited as you guys are to hear what's been going on in her life with Dirty Licious. And I would love to start off with some rapid fire questions that I just ask all of my guests to make sure the listeners get a little peek into your world in case they aren't familiar with you. Fun. I love it. Let's do it. Cool. So how old are you and where are you in the world right now? Okay. I'm the worst with my age. I'm always like, how old am I? I was born in 1990. So I'm like, I I think I'm 32. I'm 32. I'm 32. (laughs) Turning 33. And then I'm in Provo, Utah. So that's where I was like grew up and where I currently live now with my husband and three sons. Yes. Yeah. So beautiful there. I miss the mountains of Utah so much because they're just so special there. Yeah, but you probably don't miss the weather because we're in like mid-March and it's still snowing. So you don't probably miss that. I don't miss that at all, but (laughs) we didn't get a lot of snow this year. And so during December, I was definitely like, oh man. Yeah, you're like Christmas. (laughs) But now I'm like ready for spring, definitely. (laughs) I'm so ready for spring. Like I can't even, like my nails right now are bright colors because I'm like, I'm putting spring into the world. I'm like, I need spring vibes, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. Me too. Pastel everything right now. Like Easter ready. Yes. So what is something that's currently lighting you up right now? Oh my gosh. I love that question. That's so great. Honestly, I, mm, I don't know what's lighting me up right now at dirty delicious. We have an instructor training coming up and that really lights me up. Just having 
new instructors or instructors in training coming in and like being so excited. Their energy is like so contagious and it like fuels me. So I love that. I love energy from people who are new to dance or new to just like finding their sexuality, finding their confidence is like, oh my gosh, it is the best thing in the world. So I love that energy. So that's what fuels me right now. I'm like prepping for that. So I'm like, that's where my head's at. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. That sounds amazing. And do you know your sun, moon and rising sign in astrology? I don't, I don't know that. Do you know what your sun sign is? Like what your astrology sign is? Oh, like, like based off of my birthday. Yes. I'm a Libra. I know oh that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you relate to that sign? How does it yes. affect your life? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. And what's a song you can't stop dancing to right now? Ooh, I love this question. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm still hooked on like all things Rihanna from the Super Bowl this year, 2023. <laughs> so I still find myself listening to Rihanna because I also am eager for just like more music from her. I think like the rest of the world that she hasn't come out with like, okay, I guess like in fall, she came out with that song that came out with the movie, the Wakanda song, uh, lift me up. Mm-hmm. But that, I'm like, oh, that's like good. But it's like not my right. The norm Rihanna. So yeah. I'm just eager for more Rihanna, but I love Rihanna. I've been still listening to her a lot. That's who I've has been my go-to, but yeah. Yes. That's, oh, that's, that's so love. good. That's yeah. so good. I was so curious of yours. You know, you've always picked good music for your dance classes. I'm like, I'm curious what she's doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like right now it's hard because there's not like a new album yeah. or artist that I'm super into. I'm like, mm, just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Megan Trainer had a great album that came out last year and Um, I'm just like, I don't know. There's like good artists, but I'm like nothing current that I'm like super like fresh. That's new that I like Miley Cyrus just came out with an album. I love it, but it's not really dance, like my vibes for dancing, Uh you know? So I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, like an oldies right now. So that's where I'm at, which is sucks that it's an oldie, but she's not, but she is, you know? (laughs) Yeah. The classics for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this podcast is called healing. And so I would love to know what is something that you are proud of healing or that you are currently in process of healing. And it can be like big or small. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. So I had a son, let's see, I'm like, I have to get my birthdays, right? When you have like three kids, you're like, "Ah." um, he was born in February of 2022. So he just turned one. And after all three of my children, I've had a lot of, it's kind of funny that I'm talking about this. I haven't really talked about it a lot before. And I don't really talk a lot about it on my personal, like dirty, delicious Erica Instagram, but I had a lot, I have a lot of sexual issues and things. I hate calling them issues, but they are, they're things that I'm aware of that I know that happens after I have my children, just like low libido, like not interested in anything sexual. Mm -hmm. And with this baby for the first time, right off the bat, I as soon as I like realized the signs again, I was like, okay, I need to get a therapist. And so I've been going through sex therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually stopped it in fall of 2022. So again, like I was able to like catch it early and pretty self-aware and like work on those things and the homework and the tools that she gave me. And it's been so super helpful. So I feel like that's still something I'm like 
regularly aware of and, and checking in on myself on. So that's something I've been healing. And I think it's a forever thing though. Like, I think we go through these, like, you know, ebbs and flows of how we're feeling sexually. I'm not the typical, what's the word aggressor, I guess you would say that sounds like, but like, I'm not naturally, it's funny because as like a fitness instructor that teaches like sexy dance fitness classes, people are always like, you must be a sex goddess. You're a sex I'm like, I'm actually not like a lot of people from high school totally get it. Cause they're like, Oh, she's such a prude, but it's like, that's totally actually how I am. I'm not super sexual of a human being. So it's something I've been working on and healing. And so that's been exciting and it's been good. So yeah. yeah. I love that. And I feel like that is definitely not a conversation that gets talked about enough. I feel like for sure, for sure. And that's why I haven't talked about it a lot because I feel like when I do, then it kind of gets taken into something that like, that's not what dirty licious is. It's very, it's actually very disconnected for me. Um, I'm trying to connect things and and be like, Hey, how I feel when I'm dancing, I want that to be related into like how I'm Mm -hmm. feeling when I'm being sexual with my significant other, you know, Mm -hmm. but anyway, but yeah, keep going. I interrupted you, but yes, I agree. Not something talked about for sure. Yeah. And I love how you said that they're separate because they are. And I feel like that's something we'll get into today, but it's like when it's for you, it's so much easier when it's just like, it's just me and I'm dancing and I'm feeling sexy. But then when you like take it with a partner, that's a whole different (laughs) experience and a yeah, a whole different thing, especially after going through a third birth. (laughs) And I feel like that's just so much your body has to recover from and shift from and change from. So I just can't even imagine like that recovery process. Of course I look forward to it one day, but I like have no idea what that experience would be like. And it just sounds so hard. And every woman is a little bit different. I know with even each of my three kids, it was different. I think though with each child, so this is my third and I'm going to say final child. That's scary though. Cause if I have another baby, you all know it was an accident, but, um, <laughs> but my, with each kid, I feel like I learned more, you know, it was really helpful this third time being like, Hey, I've experienced this before. And I'm aware of what happened with my second child and my first child that I want to be super aware this time, you know, and kind of check in with my and also check in with my partner. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what like triggered, not triggered it, but made me be like, okay. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling anything sexual at all. Mm -hmm. Like I need, it's not that I need help or that I have to be sexual, but for my relationship, it is important. And I think for Mm -hmm. every relationship it is, you know? And so I, yeah, I just think it's important to do like those self checks after you have children. And I'm going to say this too. So I breastfed my third and I've breastfed all my children. And so that also adds like different hormones and different things. And so it's like an ongoing process. So he just turned one and I feel like just now that's why I'm still healing. I'm just now getting to the point where I'm like, Hey, I feel like myself again, like my body is my body. It's like my own body. It's like, I'm serving just myself, like not someone else, you know? And so that's why it's like something I'm still healing and still working on. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I know that that will probably support so many mamas listening because to know that you who seem like a very sensual, exactly sex goddess is struggling with that. Like everyone's struggling with stuff like that. And I just think again, the conversation isn't had enough. So yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, you're so welcome. And that's the thing. Like I, I like hate that. Let sometimes it's like when you're, because you're so confident dancing or you feel so good dancing does not mean that you don't, don't have days where you feel not confident or days where you feel like, Oh, like, what am I doing? Like that is normal. You know what I mean? And like, who's to say what normal even is really, but I'm just like, 
honestly, I'm like, I have felt that so many times and that's why I continue to dance because it's not like a, oh my gosh, I've reached my sexual place or I've reached my best place for confidence. It's an ongoing process. It's a forever thing. Like confidence is a journey. So mm-hmm. I'm on this journey for life. And so I will be dancing for life because it brings <laughs> me those tools and those, those things that help me to feel more confident in all aspects and everything in my life. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I feel the exact same way. Like that is why I have tried to incorporate dance in every single area of my life. Like even it was so funny. It was around my wedding and my friends were like, what are you doing? Like, are you prepping for your wedding? And I was like, no, I'm dancing today because I don't dance today. I'm going to be a miserable bride. (laughs) And it's just like, it's just in every single area of our life. It doesn't have to be, again, we reach this destination. It's like my constant go-to for that, like boost, whether it's of sensuality or confidence or feeling good in my body. Like it's always my go-to in those moments. And I know it is for you too, which is why you created dirty licious. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I want to talk about because so when I started taking class from you, it was dirty dancing. dancing, Yes. And my bestie Savannah, she would drag me to your Vasa class and I was obsessed with it. It was really my first introduction to like sexy dance. And I was coming out of ballroom and just trying to rediscover my love for dance. And so that's, it was the perfect, like class for me. Cause I feel like I it was that. great for all levels. And I was able to like dance without a partner and I was yeah. able to be sexy in my own skin. So it was just the perfect combination. And it was like literally my favorite day of the week. We would like see what song you were going to yeah, do totally. and we yeah. would like watch the dance and it was I just like that. our weekly ritual. Um, I love so that. I- yeah. So I would love it if you could share with the listeners your dance background before Dirty Licious and then how you transitioned into more of a sensual, sexy style of movement and teaching classes. For sure. But before I do, I have to tell you, ballroom dancing is very sexy. So you were like, <laughs> you're like transitioning out of ballroom into sexy dance. I'm like, uh, ballroom is very sexy. Like, honestly, I'm like, props to ballroom dancers, like, especially those male dancers, man. They're yeah. like freaking the leads. I'm like, they're sexy. Those are, mm-hmm. that's strong. Anyway, I had to say that. Okay. Now yes. no, I love that. It's so true, but like, yeah. I don't think you realize it because it's so directed towards your partner, or at least it yeah. feels like yeah. that's how it should yeah. be. So yeah. when it was like, Oh, I get to be sexy on my own. Like that's that was so myself. cool. That's different. Yes. You're sh- that's right. That's right. Your transfer from like sexy dancing with a partner to like for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll answer your question now. So uh, my dance background is I actually grew up dancing. I was one of those girls that went to dance at like three years old, loved it, had the best time, but I actually was just trained in ballet. So I did ballet dancing from the time I was three until about 12 years old. And at that time I lived in Seattle, Washington with my family. And then we moved when I was about 12 years old to uh, Utah, where I'm at currently now to Provo, Utah. And in Utah, the big thing, and still the big thing in Utah is competitive dance. I had no idea what it was. I, that was not on my radar. I was like, I said, in the ballet world. So we had like different ballets that we were doing, like depending on the year we auditioned for parts and we got the parts and that's what we worked for. We went every single day to like normal ballet classes. I was also in a touring performance ballet team as well, but it wasn't competitive. It was just for those performances. Um, so when I moved here in the competitive dance world, I was like, whoa, okay. I tried to go to ballet studios here. It was just different. It wasn't what I was used to in Seattle. And so I was like, Hey, I'll go to the competitive dance world route which was great. And it's funny because ballet is super rigid. Like it was very rigid. So it's kind of fun to 
open and like free myself into the competitive dance world, even though it was competitive, our training looked a lot different, you know? And so that was really fun for me. But then with competitive dance kind of came this competitive atmosphere that I was not really used to. And ballet was competitive and we auditioned for things, but it was still very, I don't know. It wasn't that atmosphere of like favoritism and you're the best. Oh, you're a front row dancer. I'm the back row dancer. Like it wasn't like that in ballet for me at least. And so when I moved here and I experienced that, it was really hard on me. I'm a, as we talked about a Libra or someone who I just wear a lot of my emotions on my sleeve. I'm a more emotional person. And I also feel emotions for others very strongly. And so I didn't really like it. So I did it for, I feel like as long as I could. And then when I was a sophomore in high school, just because of that atmosphere and that competitive, which I loved. And honestly, when I quit, I still missed it, but I quit my dance studio to then dance more in high school and experience high school and be able to like, go to the dance dates with guys and have a social life and not just be dancing, dancing 24 seven. And so that was really nice and fun. And I still was able to dance in high school. And I got a lot of, um, I guess, dipping my toes in different things in high school because of those opportunities. So I did even what was called song leading at the time, which was like competitive cheer, but not cheer because we didn't do stunts and we didn't do things like that. It was more, if you looked at like a high school or not high school, like a collegiate dance team, it was like that a little bit more. So kind of like drill, but not drill. Cause we had a drill team at my high school too. But anyway, so I did song leading. That was really fun. And we like, the reason I say it's like a collegiate team is because we did cheer at games, like all of our games, but then we competed too. So that was fun. Anyway, then I turned 18, graduated high school and I stopped dancing for a bit. And I was like, oh, dang it. I really miss dance. But the dances classes at my college were not the dance classes, I guess I was looking for or wanting. And so I found a dirty dancing class at my local gym and I started attending that and that kind of went through a lot of teachers. So it was very inconsistent and it was really hard to go consistently because the teachers were changing so much and it was fun, but it wasn't like, I don't know, it was hard. And based off of the teacher is the choreography we were getting. And so some, I didn't like some, I liked some was hard. Some I, but anyway, about when I was 20 years old, I was like, okay, I'm going to start going consistently to this. And so I started going and I just, even if I didn't like the choreography, I made it work for me and I had fun and I kind of tweaked things around. Then through that going consistently, I started subbing for those instructors and I just started subbing. And then I got the opportunity to take the class on myself. And at that point, right when I took it, I was like, okay, I'm committing to this. So that means I'm doing this. I'm not going to do what the past teachers did. I'm not going to teach for six months and quit, you know? And so I was like, Hey, I'm committing to this. I'm going to be here. And also I want this to be a place where it doesn't feel competitive, like where you can come and you can just enjoy dance. And so right away, I took away out a lot of my dance history. I didn't use dance terminology. I wasn't like, okay, we're going to get in first position. And then like, it wasn't like that. It's like, okay, well, let's get down on the floor. Like, you know what I mean? Just talk to like very like open beginner terms. And that was done on purpose so that everyone could come and everyone could feel that like free place to just have fun, whether you've danced before or not. And so through, I don't know, probably eight years after eight years of doing that, I finally was like, Hey, 
I need to make this something. I need to make this something. And after literally being asked hundreds of times from different women that attended my class of like, can I take your choreography and go and teach it? Can I go teach this in Minnesota and Florida and blah, 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 and all these places? I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, I don't know. I, I don't really have like legal things set up. So I just told them all no all the time. Once I got called from a girl who had attended my class, I don't even know how she got my phone number. And she randomly called me on a day at the time I was a teacher, another story for another day, but I was teaching fourth grade and I answered it during my lunch break. And she was like, hi, can you train me on how to teach dirty dancing? I'm like, oh wait, it's like not a fitness format. Like it's not a thing. Like I just teach it at my local gym and shoot. I, so I told her no. And I was like, no, sorry. And then honestly, that's when I started being like, Hey, I need to make this a thing. Like I need to start making this something that other people can take and teach in their own areas. Cause it's a missing place. So it's not Cause it's not an adult heels dance class, but it's also not a fitness class. It's kind of meshing the two together. It's honestly bringing the dance world into the fitness world. And so that's kind of, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is. And it's also not a follow along format like Zumba or other fitness formats like that. So yeah. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to do it. And that was about in 2018 after I had my second son and I was on that again, sexual journey of finding myself again. So I was like, Oh my gosh, Kay. I'm like, I need to do this. And so he had just turned one and I'm like, Kay, I'm doing this. And then Dirty Licious was founded in June of 2019 and launched in August of 2019. I was starting it on by myself, but I met actually my current business partner um, in January, or we started talking in January, 2019 and met her in March of 2019. And then, then in May of 2019, she was like, Kay, I want to do this. I know. And I want to be involved. And I was like, Kay, let's do it. And she actually doesn't have a dance background at all. And that's again, a thing that I chose on purpose because mm-hmm. I don't need someone who has the same skill set as me. I don't need someone that sounds bad. I need people that are dancers or whatever, but I wanted someone with an outside perspective that had never mm-hmm. danced before in their life, had never experienced anything like that. So then I could take her experiences and her expertise and create a business together. And so, yeah, that was in 2019. And then bam, today, 2023, we're here. <laughs> so that's kind of like the longest background ever, probably like a five minute answer. I could have made that shorter, but I chose the long route, Ashlyn. So there you go. <laughs> no, no, my God. I love it because I think so many of us, obviously we have these instructors that we love and we have these classes that we love. And for mm-hmm. me, I'm always curious, like, how did you get from here to where you are now? Because yeah. so many people look at the end result and they're like, I want to teach dance full time. I want to have yeah. my own business. And you're like, yeah. but there was so much in between. Oh, there's so much it's work like- and so much stuff. You have no idea. Even me getting to 2019, like, and now we're 2023. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a million things that have happened in the last almost four years. Like I can't yeah. even, that would, again, would, it would be 50 episodes of a podcast. So <laughs> I think we're good, you know? Yeah, no, truly. And I also love how it came out of this like need people were asking you for this. You weren't just like, okay, like how can I just like make money from dance? It was like, actually people were like asking you for something really specific. And I think anyone that's listening that has a desire to start a business or something, pay attention to what people ask you to do. Like what are people coming to you for advice or what are people like seeking from you? Cause usually there's something there. We just haven't paid attention to it in the past. And I know the same thing happened for me as well with my program confidence. People were asking me about confidence and I'm like, confidence. Like I just want to teach people how to dance in a heel. And, but it was like that one thing that someone said that sparks this like whole idea, this whole business in your case. Um, so I love that. I think that's beautiful. And I also love how you were saying Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea, sorry. I didn't hear your name. I just said my business partner, but yes, Chelsea. That's okay. I love it because again, you guys balance each other out. And especially from what I hear from most co-founders, they do have like 
things that one person is good at and the other person is good at. And then it combines and makes this really brilliant business. And so I love just seeing how you guys have complimented each other to bring like both of your visions to life. I just think it's a really special. Yeah. It's super awesome. And I'm so grateful for her because like I said, I was doing it by myself and what, as far as I got by myself in like those few months when I was doing it by myself was not very far. It's so valuable having a partner or now even like we have a team of people helping and Mm -hmm. doing things with us at Dirty Licious. And honestly, I can't do it by myself. So she actually like reached out to me and was like, I'm super interested in making this a fitness format. I'm like, oh, I'm already doing that. Thanks. Bye. And I like totally blew her off. And then she (laughs) persisted and followed up with me. And I'm like, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? This is something that like, I I do need someone there, you know, not Mm -hmm. even like it it is helps as like an accountability partner, but it's so much more than that. Because like you said, it's, I don't have all the skill sets. I don't have everything. And even us together, we don't have everything. A lot of the time Mm -hmm. it's us just trying something and figuring it out, you know? So Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. That's amazing. And like I was saying, your classes were really this like first introduction to like being sensual by myself and just sexy in a way that was for me. And they were just empowering and just instrumental in my healing. Cause as we'll get into, like I was going through so much when I discovered your classes. So why do you think this style of movement specifically sensual dancing, sexy dancing is so important and empowering for women and just all types of humans in general? Why is it that confidence boost? Like, why does it make us feel the way that it makes us feel other than like maybe taking just hip hop class or like just a contemporary class? Like you were saying more technical forms of dance. Quick question, babe. Have you ever dreamed of designing a product service or brand harnessing your unique gifts, impacting women all over the world with your purpose, having the freedom and flexibility to spend your days as you choose and being your own boss? creating multiple streams of income that allow you to live the bold, adventurous, glamorous life of your dreams. I remember desiring all of these things I just mentioned, but not having a clue how to get there. It took me so long, years and years, to go full-time in my business. I ran around in circles, spending over $10,000 on courses and programs that just didn't teach me what I really needed or desired to know. But through inner work and self-discovery, mentorship, taking consistent aligned action and never giving up, my business finally took off and High Vibe Heels became my full-time gig. But even so, it was such a long journey to get there. And let's be real, not always a pleasant one. (laughs) Business courses can be so boring and it's hard to find one that includes everything you need to know to get started on your entrepreneurial journey successfully, which is exactly why I created my course, Creatrix Biz Builder. What is a creatrix, you may ask? A creatrix is a creatress, a woman who is deeply connected to herself and to the feminine source of creative power. She gives rise to desires, gives birth to ideas and life of all kinds. She's not afraid to bring her ideas forth into the world and she drips with magic, confidence, sensuality, and opportunity. And unlike other business courses, this course is fun. It's aesthetically beautiful and teaches you everything you need to know to launch a soulful, creative business. We dive into discovering our soul's purpose, high vibe leadership and mindset rituals, including dance classes, EFT tapping videos, and more. We learn how to craft our conscious business on the back end, building a website, legalities, design, organization. 
We cover social media and marketing, including YouTube, Instagram, podcasting, and emails, how to create your own products and courses, and sacred selling, aka making more cash money, honey. This course includes seven do-at-your-own-pace modules that are jam-packed with everything you need to know to be a badass creatrix business owner. And the best part is this course is under $1,000, which is absolutely insane and wonderful. And I'm offering you a discount today of $100 off for our sexy spring sale. Just click the link in the show notes and use the code sexy spring to get $100 off your purchase of creatrix biz builder. That's sexy spring to get $100 off of your purchase of creatrix biz builder. Are you ready to have the soulful business of your dreams and show up as the creatrix you were destined to be? Honestly, for me, it's more like when I get to touch my body in like not mm-hmm. a sexual way, but in mm-hmm. like you said, like a sensual way, like it's me showing love to my body. So like yeah. we at Dirty Delicious call when we like touch our body, we call it dirty hands. So it's mm-hmm. like a dirty thing, but it's really not. It's just mm-hmm. showing love to your body. You're like, oh yes. Like it's just like loving on your body. And to me, that's what sensual dancing and like dancing sensually does is it's, it's not. Cause I think sometimes it's looked at as like, oh, that's so provocative. Twerking is so dirty or it's so provocative or whatever. It's really not. It's more celebrating our bodies. Or for example, something really big at Delicious that we talk a lot about is is loving your body as you are right now. So Dirty Delicious is for everybody, but it's for everybody. Does that make sense? So it's not everybody, it's everybody. And for me, that's really important because like I talked about earlier, I I came from a competitive dance world where there were people who were favored. There were people who are like, I'm the most flexible. So I'm the best one here. And I don't like that. I don't think that's like going to help or serve anybody on that dance team and same in a dance class. So we're really big on serving everybody to come and everybody to have a thing. So at Delicious, we'll teach like our choreography and our instructors are trained on this. They teach the choreography, which is like a base choreography, but then we give what we call level ups or ways to level up the choreography. And so it's never like, oh, here's a choreography. If you want to like do something that's easier, you can do it this way. That's like looked frowned upon and it makes you feel dumb if you're choosing the lesser version, right? So instead mm-hmm. we have it like this. And if you want to level up and you want to challenge yourself, take these level ups and challenges, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So we pride ourselves on being a beginner dance fitness format because we break down everything and we make mm-hmm. it accessible for everybody to come and everybody to feel comfortable dancing sexy or dancing sensually. So Bam. That was a really long answer again, Ashley. And you're going to learn this about me. I'm a talker. I'm just going to go on until, until you're like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. I, I'm a talker as well. That's why I started a podcast. Cause I was like, I need an outlet. (laughs) I need to just chit chat. It's the same though with when music are, and maybe it's a dancer thing. If music is on, I am dancing until they literally turn it off. And I I have this after the end of my class, I'll like play the combo or the song that we're doing and they will keep dancing until I turn it off. And then I turn it off and they walk out. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to leave. You know what I mean? But maybe that's a thing. Maybe we talk and dance until, until we're like stopped, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely think that's a thing, but I love that about dirty delicious so much because when I was in the class, like I was going through a back injury, so I couldn't do some of the things as well. And you always gave like modifications and it was never like a lesser than thing. It's like, Oh, you like, can't do that. It's just like, do what your body feels comfortable with. And I love that because I think that's such a mistake in the dance industry, excluding Mm -hmm. certain people just because they can't do something or their body looks a certain way. And I think 
I think slowly we're changing the narrative with classes, like classes like mine, but it's like, yeah, obviously it needs to get bigger and expand, but I just think that mission is like so important. And I love that people would just come into your class with no dance experience and still look so good dancing. That's like how great it is. (laughs) Yeah. And that's like breaking it down and like doing what we call it dirty delicious, like our dirty delicious method and how we train our instructors. It's really just breaking it down and not giving, I would rather someone come in and learn like honestly, like one thing, like just how to like roll their shoulders back and stand up Mm -hmm. tall. That's what I want them to walk out with. Not having to like have eight or 12, eight counts of choreography that they're like walking out with. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's just how they feel when they walk out that door, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like I was saying before, when I was in class, I was like going through a really hard time in Utah. We've talked about this so many times on the podcast, but my family had a really negative reaction to me dancing. I remember that. Specifically heels, burlesque, and then Dirty Licious too. And so as I was prepping for this podcast, I went back in my messages and I watched the little videos that you sent me because I was like, Oh my gosh, I probably sent you so many things. I'm like, girl, it's okay. Just fight through. Oh my gosh. No, your advice was so amazing though. And one of the things that you said, well, I wrote down a few things that you said, but you said, I think you should tell them how these styles of dance make you feel and how the classes have positively impacted your life. And then I would explain your intent, which is to feel sexy and to be a strong woman. It's not about validation. And if they don't come around and don't understand your viewpoint, you can agree to disagree. And I was like, mic drop when I went back and listened to that. I'm like, what amazing advice. Like literally, if anyone ever asked me for this advice, I'm Find that. Like, go find it. Screenshot <laughs> it. Hopefully, Instagram yes. never gets taken down. So save it right now. Right. I now. know. I know. I but it was well. such good advice. And I'm curious if you have conversations like this often with other women. And what would you say to someone listening who is scared of that judgment? Because it can feel paralyzing. Like I don't. I oh. didn't dance for probably a few weeks after that happened because my body was like literally traumatized from the negative reactions that they had. Um, so yeah, just anyone listening that maybe has a conservative family or just even people online regarding dancing sexy or any type of judgment, like it could literally be about anything. I love that. Okay. So exactly what you said that I said is like what I say all the time to people, because the truth is people don't really understand unless they experience it themselves. And then even when they experience it themselves, it might not just be for them and that's okay. So that's why where I'm saying like, it's okay to agree to disagree. And, um, I'm, I hate saying that I'm lucky because I'm not lucky, but I'm lucky to have a family that is very supportive of me and a significant other that is very supportive of me and whatever I do, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have a lot of, we have a lot of trust, but I think the reason that trust was built is because of communication and talking to them a lot. So even when I first moved to Utah, when I was 12 years old, like I talked about earlier, we did competitive dance and I came from a ballet world. So my dad, who is a little bit more conservative and didn't want his little girl dressing or dancing in a certain way, had some reactions to some of the choreography and dances that I was doing. And my mom less so, I think just because again, she was a woman and she was there, she was watching my classes. She was watching my choreography sessions. She was watching me learn things, Um, but my dad didn't really experience it. So then he was just seeing these end products, like me coming home in a costume. That's just a bra and little biker shorts, you know, or um, I'll never forget one time I wore it thigh high, like faux thigh high boots in a dance routine. I think I was literally 13 years old and they weren't even real thigh highs. They were tights that looked like thigh highs. And my dad had like an issue with it. Like he was like, Whoa, like, so, um, 
my dad had a lot of issues with it and would say things to my mom and talk to me about it. And then I would just tell him, I would literally tell him, I'm like, oh, I'm dancing and I'm wearing this because to me, I feel strong and I feel powerful. And so my dad was very understanding and would listen to me. And so that's where I guess I am lucky to have people in my corner that listen and care and didn't judge and were open to listening. Um, but then continuing those conversations as I grew up, as I was getting older and older, and as I was going to a dirty dancing class in high school at 18 years old, you know what I mean? Then teaching it, you know? So my parents were just very understanding and then same with my spouse. And so I just think a lot of it is communicating with them. Exactly what I said to you back whenever I gave you that advice in 2019 or 2020. 20, you just have to honestly share with them how it makes you feel and what it does for you. Um, and to be honest, if it is like a sexual place for you where you're like, oh yeah, I'm doing this to get guys. Maybe you need to rethink some of your, some of your reasons and your why, you know what I mean? But if you tell them your reasonings and your why it's not excuses, it's nothing like that. Just deep down, like going deep mm -hmm. down and being like, why do I take this class? Why am I dancing this way? Why do I do what I do? You know, and everything, not just in dance mm -hmm. and then being able to just have an open conversation about it is, is really powerful. Then if there's still confusion or there's still things like maybe not being like said correctly. A lot of the time I'll tell girls that have a significant other or someone to come to the class. Like mm -hmm. you would be surprised most of the time they say no, because they're mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. But if they do come, I've had spouses come to one of my classes and they experience it like, oh, okay, whoa, this is totally not what it is or what mm -hmm. I thought it was. They like mm -hmm. blow it up to be this big thing that it's not. Mm -hmm. um, and then when they come and they experience it, then they understand a lot better. But yeah. a lot of the time, like one out of 10 people will come. So nine out of 10 people are not willing to come mm -hmm. um, and not experience it. And so when they're not, you just have to share with them how, how it feels and why you do it and your intent and all of that stuff. And then, yeah, I'm also going to tell you more than half the time, they still don't understand because there's yeah. like people, it's people don't change. It's hard for people to change, you know? And yeah. so that's hard. Exactly. And, and my advice for those people is maybe it's just not something that they talk that you talk to them about. I know that's like, maybe not very healthy, but honestly it is healthy. Like I have yeah. relationships in my life where we just don't talk about it. It's mm -hmm. not something we need to talk about. I have best friends that I go out with regularly that would never come to one of my, my dance classes. And that's mm -hmm. okay. I don't need to persuade them. I don't need to push them like for them. It's just not for them. And that's okay. They can still be mm -hmm. my best friends and they can still be my friends that I hang out with. I just don't talk about my business with, or I don't talk about dance with, and that sucks a little bit. And then you might find kind of out like, who are your friends or who are mm -hmm. the people that you want to spend your time with, you know? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's such good advice. Like it took my parents two and a half years for us to be able to have a civil conversation about it. And yeah. now we just don't talk about it. Like exactly. they don't acknowledge that this is what I do for work and it's yeah. fine. Yeah. And honestly, like that's so much better for me mentally for us mm -hmm. just to not talk about it. And I made my mom, I mean, it, this took a while, but I like blocked her on all social media. And I said, like, if you go watch my dance videos, that is your problem. And you are not allowed to call and talk to me about them because I've blocked you. <laughs> so like, yeah. if you're going to watch my videos and just make yourself feel bad about it, that's your thing. Instead yeah. of making it a thing about that's you. about you. And yeah. that's been really helpful for me too. And now my relationship with my family is the best that it's been. And it's because I kept having those conversations over and over and over again until it finally clicked with them. And that took so long, but for me, it was super important. So I just had to keep, because you wanted to keep your relationship. Yeah. 
And unfortunately, sometimes it goes the other way where they're like, oh, I'm just not going to have a relationship with them anymore. But for me, I'm the same way. My family Mm -hmm. relationships are really important to me and I I really value them Mm -hmm. and I, and I value their opinions, but sometimes you do have to disconnect and like, okay, well in this realm, their opinions don't really matter right Mm -hmm. here. But this is what I'm choosing for myself because I know for me. Mm-hmm. This is why it's important for whatever reasons it may be. So I love that. Yeah. I think that's really great that you, you kept trying and, yeah. and eventually they were able to change. So that's yes. really good. That's good. I know you gave great advice. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, thank you. And I'm so yeah. glad you went back and watched those. That's so funny. It's just, honestly, it's something it, that it does happen a lot, whether it's like their in-laws, their mm-hmm. parents. And this has happened to even um, people who come and get trained to become delicious instructors. They go through this process themselves too. Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't work out where someone yeah. comes, they get trained, they're certified. They even have a class that they're teaching regularly. And then so-and-so tells them how they feel and they like can't get over it themselves. Yeah. It, it really sucks. And honestly, I've had to give the other advice where like I've had an instructor who has not had the best relation, like significant other relationship where they're not super supportive of it. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a big wedge in their, in their marriage. And I've I unfortunately had to say like, you know what? And like, give her permission. Like mm-hmm. if you can't be a delicious instructor anymore, that's okay. If you can't dance sexually anymore, that's okay. Like you need to choose what's, what's best for you. For me, Erica Tanner, if that was my spouse, that would not be okay with me. And I'm like, bye. Like that's <laughs> yeah. not horrible that you would like choose divorce or like something yeah. like that. But for me, that's not okay. But that's why I'm not married to someone like that. Right. But mm-hmm. sometimes, unfortunately they're in relationships like that. And then it has to go that way. And it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's sad to like, see those women or those people hurting inside, yeah. but unfortunately sometimes yeah. it goes that way and it sucks. Yeah. And I am so grateful. We both have like the most supportive partners and I see your husband. I, like, I, I wish I knew your husband. I'm like, I want to know him. So cute. You guys are cute. I've seen pictures. So but. he's the best. He went to a chair class with me recently, which was like Yay. so out of his comfort zone. Oh, my husband and, is not a dancer at all either. Like, no, Oh my God. And, but I love seeing the videos that you post with him. Cause it's just like, so cute to see non-dancer husbands with dance yeah. lives yeah. 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 <laughs> and just yeah. how much they have to put up with, with us is like, go For them. Sure. Cause they're strong. Sure. Men. <laughs> yeah. He all the time says that he's like, Oh no. And like, honestly, last year I made him go to, was it this year? No, it was last year. I made him go to like a adult prom, like a woman, like that I know was putting on an adult prom. She's super awesome. She's like an Instagram person and she Mm -hmm. talks about dates and stuff. So she put on a prom and my husband and I were going and I was like, I don't want to go and just be dancing by myself. Like you're dancing with me. He's like, I don't dance. I hate dancing. So I literally was just building him up the whole way there. I'm like, you got this. Like no one cares. No one's even going to be watching you. And then, so we went there and he was, he was so awesome. It was like the first time I've ever danced with him like not like where I forced him doesn't make sense mm-hmm. even though I was forcing him to go yeah. to it but he was like choosing to have fun and dance yeah and I'm, this is my love language like honestly like just having people dance with me that's my love language like it's mm-hmm. not even I guess it's a form of quality time but mm-hmm. I'm just like when people dance with me people attend my class when people are dancing with me even at like a wedding I'm like we're new best friends. I'm like, I love you. I'm like, so it's awesome. I love that. So yay for support, but support looks different. It support does. is different. Yeah, yeah. It does look different for everyone. I think just the support is key. And if you find yourself not having that in your relationship, just like check in and just make yeah. sure that you feel like it's worth it for you. Because to me, like, yeah, those communication moments had to happen between me and my partner, but it was like, once he understood it, he was like, so on board and yeah. super supportive. And like my number one supporter throughout 
everything, which is how I think it's so good. I love that. (laughs) Does, um, I'm curious about your parents' relationship. So now you're saying you don't really talk about it very much anymore. Is that still kind of the case? Yeah. So we had kind of like a traumatic year as a family. My husband lost his sister. I lost my grandpa. It was like a lot, uh, emotionally. <laughs> and yeah. I think it just really brought the family together in a unique way where they yeah. were like, okay, we got to like choose if we are going to be bothered by this thing that doesn't matter, or if we are going to come together as a family, because my family and his family are actually really close now. So them going through that was very traumatic for my family as well. So it was like, we all had to come together and be like, okay, like these things don't matter. This is what matters. Just loving each other. And I think that that situation, even though it was like devastating and horrible, it brought us together in a really special way. And so within the last year, there's been no like negativity around my dancing. There's been no like negativity around what I do. Cause I think my parents are finally seeing that like a relationship with me is more important. And so for me, I'm like, I'm not talking about it. (laughs) If you're not talking about it, I'm not talking about it because it's just like an anxiety thing for me. And so I'm just like protecting my little boundary. And my mom knows that I, I teach wedding couples. So like, that's something we can talk about as well. I teach wedding couples ballroom. So we can still talk about dance and we can still talk about facets of my business without it being like, Oh, I took this pole class last night. Does your mom, does your mom dance at all? No, my mom is not a dancer. She, I just found out that she was like a clogger growing up. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I saw this video of her and she was like, so sassy and definitely like sexy clogging. So I'm like, <laughs> I know, I know that I get it from you in some way, but it's just not like, it's nothing that's part of their realm. My dad's a pastor. They're just very conservative in general. I know about your dad. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm just seeing Yeah. I'm grateful for the relationship I have with them. And I have people in my life that I can talk to about dance. So I surround myself with dancers, like literally my whole friend circle is dancers. And then for my parents, it's like, we talk about other things and that's okay with me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's it's same, same. That's so awesome. And honestly, that's them showing you support right there by just showing judgment. That's in this past year, like showing support there too. And so I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. to get there, but we're here and I'm so grateful because my gosh, I mean, it's really hard to try to explain what you love and you know that you love it and you know how it makes you feel to someone that is not interested in in figuring it out for themselves. Right. And especially when it comes to dancing sexy, you have to do it first before it clicks. I feel like, and then you get it. And then it's like, I just want to do this forever. But for people that don't experience that and that have all the pre-existing judgments about dancing sexy and about like, you know, twerking and shaking our booties and all the things. It's like, they, they're going to have those judgments pretty much no matter what, no matter what. Yeah. And then for me, something I've learned with those, the different support is then also showing gratitude to those people. So very regularly, I like reach out to my parents, um, who are super supportive and my husband and different people in my life, even my friends or people that aren't super like going to come to every event or come to every class or whatever, but just being like, thanks so much, like for talking to me about it, or just really showing gratitude to those that do support you, whatever that Mm -hmm. support looks like has been really important yeah. in my life too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super important. It sounds like you have a great support system around you that lifts you up and supports you. And they have to, with the amount of expansion that Dirty Licious has done in the last few years. I mean, you went from like teaching in-person classes at BASA to on-demand classes to yeah. teacher certifications yeah. to events. Like it's really just blown up. So what yeah. has that been like for you watching it grow? And what do you think has made Dirty Licious so successful? Honestly, my two things and my business partner, I talk about this a lot is honestly, it's just consistency. Just like with a, a person that comes to a Dirty Licious class or comes to a dance class, if you're wanting to grow or you're wanting to learn and become better, it's the same thing in, in business. It's just It's being consistent and showing up even when it's freaking hard, even when there's drama, even when there's things, you know what I mean? It's consistency and just pursuing through like, honestly, Mm -hmm. because that's, that's the difference between, I feel like before when I was talking about when it was just a dirty dancing class, those instructors, some of them were super talented and super good, but they just weren't consistent. And so it was really hard, you know? And so I feel like that's what happened was once I committed myself, I was like, Hey, I'm doing this. Like if I'm taking this on, like I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and then same with dirty licious. When I decided like, Hey, I'm doing this. Like I'm really, I'm really doing this. That doesn't mean that there's not sacrifices and there's hard things. Like, for example, I used to teach a lot of like monthly workshops outside of the gyms that I teach at. I don't have time to do that anymore. I'm not able to do those things like that. I guess in a way you would say serve me like personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am able to help dirty licious grow and help other people to start doing those things in their own areas, which is honestly really rewarding in and of itself, even though maybe myself, like my pocket, my money is not all there. My (laughs) things are the things I'm super focused on are are not happening. That's okay though, because I'm helping to spread it and have more people experience it, which is more important to me, honestly, now. Yeah. So there's like, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that go into it, but I would say, honestly, the main thing is just consistency in anything that you do. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. exactly. And I love that so much because so many people think it's like so complicated business, having your classes full, things like that. It's like, people think it's so complicated or it's this special secret. And it's like, no, you just have to dedicate the time. And you also, your intention needs to be good. It's yeah, not yeah. always about you. Most of the time it's not about you. And it's so not about you. Yeah. putting that focus on your students makes you successful because you get to see your students become successful. And I think the best teachers are the ones that allow their students to surpass them instead of just being like, Oh, I'm the teacher and you're here. It's like, no, everybody can like grow together. And I think that's the best way to have a successful business. Yep. Exactly. 1000%. And that's the truth is I'm not looking, I'm not looking to just serve myself. I'm Mm -hmm. looking to serve so many other people. And honestly, my main goal and like my number one thing is just to have people experience like the confidence building that can come through dance. Mm -hmm. That's like the main goal. Right. And so anytime that there's something that I'm like, Oh, what are we doing? Like what? I just got to go back to that, you know? And there is a lot to running a business, the day-to-day life. And especially like I'm a mom of three young boys, so that's busy too. (laughs) But, um, really it's just like showing up, showing up every day, showing up, keep continuing, continuing, and it gets hard. So that's what 
why support is so important is having mm-hmm. those people that support you. My business partner, Chelsea is a huge support. She's someone that I'm just like, dude, like there's been so many times in the last three and a half years where I just call her and I'm crying. I'm like, I'm so done. Like, I'm so done. I'm sick of this. Or, oh, I can't handle this anymore. And she's like, we got this. We can do this. You know, like together we got it. You know, that's why it's important for me to have a business partner, but then also at home people that I can have some, have my back that not just support me, but support my business and support my business partner and have good relationships with everybody there. Like, I just think it's really important. Relationships are really important too. Yeah. So that's a big thing for me too. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you're a mom of three. Yeah. So by being a mom of three, it's like, you have these three adorable boys, you have your husband, you yeah. have this business, and then you have to find time to take care of yourself. <laughs> so oh, you sure. have to have that support or else you're yeah. not going to be able to do it all in a yeah. day. And do you have any like little ways that you take care of yourself or a little, like, I don't know whether it's like a daily ritual or just something where you like take time to center yourself because you are giving so much constantly as a mom, as a wife and as a business owner, like, how do you make sure you're like all good? (laughs) Oh, honestly, it's so hard. I think when I first started our business in 2019, I remember saying this so much in 2019 and 2020, like before COVID and all that stuff, all the time. I was like, I'm just trying to figure out balance. I'm trying to figure out balance. I just want to balance everything. But it's like, you know what I've learned? Balance is false. It's like Mm -hmm. bull crap. There's just going to be times where you're more focused on some things than others. For example, Mm -hmm. like I said, last year in February of 2022, I had a baby. So pretty much from February to like April of 2022, I did not do a lot of dirty delicious work. I was doing the bare minimum, like the little things that I had to do to get by. I was not focused on big picture things. I wasn't propelling really the business forward. Mm-hmm. And in 2022 alone, we normally have anywhere from like four to six trainings in a year. Last year, we only did one. And it was because at the end of the year, I was fine. Like, okay, I can leave my baby a whole day. Like, let's mm-hmm. finally do it. And it's very like, I could have even trained other people to do our trainings, but I'm, again, I'm really passionate about it. Chelsea and I are as the founders of dirty delicious are really passionate about us ourselves doing our trainings and having people learn from us instead of training other people. So I could have done that. And like, I guess you would say like train someone to do some of those things, but I'm just really passionate about those things. So instead what I did was I was like, you know what, this year's just going to look a little different and that's okay. Um, will it maybe hold my business back. Yes. But for me, this is like something I wanted for myself personally is like to grow my family and have another child. Um, and my business partner was really supportive of that as well. And so 2022 looked a little different, but that doesn't mean other things weren't happening. We're doing other things and stuff that was capable that I was capable of doing at the time. So yeah, I just think balance isn't real. Like maybe Mm -hmm. some people are going to disagree with me. So it was just like, you know, at that time I wasn't focused on teaching at all in February and March of 2022. I came back to teaching in like April. Um, and then in April I was like, Hey, I think this is about all I can handle is just teaching my regular weekly classes. Then from, you know what I mean? And and in 2022, we didn't film, we film, like you said, we have Dirtylicious on demand classes. We have not filmed Dirtylicious on demand classes in over a year again, for that same purpose, those same reasons, but focusing on different things. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So yeah, yeah, balance isn't real. You just have those times where it's like, and that's okay. You have to be okay with, you know, as like a perfectionist myself, I'm like, always like, everything has to be perfect, but it's like, that's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. And a lot of people are actually very understanding and loving Mm -hmm. when they, especially when they know you and they know your intent, they know your true heart. They're very understanding. So I I delivered the things that were necessary and kind of took (laughs) back on the things that maybe I like would want but, Mm -hmm. but couldn't do, you know, and that's okay. 
Yeah. Yes. I love training that. a human to be a human. That's what I always say. Whereas when you have a baby, you're like teaching them to be human. So that's what I, my focus was on, you know? Oh, I love yeah. that. That's so good. <laughs> and it's that like self-compassion with yourself to be like, this is what I need right now and be just yep. pretty unapologetic about it. Cause yeah. as women, like we do try to do everything. Well, for <laughs> sure. So for it's sure. just like, actually, I cannot do all of this. Like physically yeah. I cannot do all of this. Yeah. And also we want to like, I mean, you have a baby, like you want to focus on that baby. It's like, yeah. that's just yeah. how it is. And so it, it takes priority over maybe, like you said, the business growth and stuff like that. And I think that's the key to being successful in business is you have to allow those ebbs and flows. Cause we can't be on all the time oh. in every single area. It's impossible. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And having people that you trust too is, is yeah. really been important for me. So yeah, that's been a big thing. Oh, and I guess one thing I do like daily. So obviously mm-hmm. dance for me, even when I'm instructing is like a good release for me. That's where it like, yeah, I can be doing all these things that are like dirty, delicious related, but they're not dance related at all. Like I'm talking this week already. I've had a meeting to with like multiple partnerships that may be happening. I've had a meeting with our financial, like accountant, like all these things. Right. But that's not, it's like dirty, delicious related, like my business related, but it's not dancing. So when I go and I teach, that is very much my me time, even though I am giving my energy and I'm giving my my love towards the people attending my class, it still is serving me very much. That's why I still teach regularly so much in a week. But then something I do every day, which is going to sound silly every single day, no matter what I take like a bath at the end of the day, I'm a bather. I know some people think it's disgusting. My husband's like, my husband's like, you baths are so gross. That's so gross. You're sitting in your filth. I'm like, whatever, screw you. I don't even think about that. So I took a bath every single day, no matter what, if it's 2 AM, 1 AM, 11 PM in a bathtub full of baby toys or a bathtub with salt. <laughs> I don't care. I take a bath every single day. It's really great. It's like my favorite thing I do. I don't even care yeah. if I already showered that day, I go and take a bath. It's like my <laughs> relaxing time. So yes. I do that for myself. Again, that's probably something that some people find disgusting. I, Just love it. I don't care. I do that. So that's yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's so funny is that I was talking to one of my clients this morning and yeah. I'm like, how often do you take baths? And she was like, I don't. And I was like, start. <laughs> so many people I don't love it. I they love it. It's disgusting. And for I me, literally... it soaks my muscles too. So I feel that like when I don't take a bath, I'm like, I need to take a bath. Like my, my legs are so, so yeah. like I need them. Yes. Like, yes, that's so funny. So good. No, truly. Because I, I usually take like maybe two baths a week and this has been, I'm launching my program. So every time I launch my program, it's every 90 days. And those two weeks are insanity. And so it was funny. Luke's like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm in the bath. He's like, it's three o'clock. And I'm like, I'm in the bath because I need to. And he's like, you took baths the last three days. Are you all right? And I'm like, it is literally the only thing decompressing me right now. So I fill it with salts. I put my candles up and I watch The Bachelor. <laughs> I like watch a show when I bathe too. That's, so there's my self-care time. It's dance, uh, definitely. Yeah. But even then sometimes dance can't be it because it's just so much is going on. So it's just like, Every day I know no matter, and my husband knows too, he's like, I'll see you in an hour. Cause sometimes they're an hour. Right. But then sometimes I'm like, no, I want to spend time with you. Cause he's important. And my relationship with him is very important. And a lot of time, unfortunately, because of our kids and because of my business, he sometimes is that person. So I want to show him like, no, you're first. So sometimes the times when I'm like, Hey, I won't take a bath is because I'm sacrificing it because I want to be with him and show him that I'm putting him first, but my baths are pretty important in my life. Yeah. I don't talk a lot about them. So I love that. We're like, okay 
opening up about this right here because I'm like, because I get a lot of judgment on it. I don't like, understand I why you sit in a hot tub. Like what exactly. is the difference? I don't exactly. understand. I know, but I love baths and I'm big on it. I'm like big on it. Like I like have been on the phone in my bathtub many times and I'm like, can I hear the water? Oh, the like, water? I'm like, I'm like, shoot. I'm like, yeah. And I like try not to move. I'm like, totally, totally agree with that. And I'm like, okay. Yes. I like said all the things in baths. So that's funny. So good. Taking a meeting from the bath. You heard it here first. So many many times. Chelsea can attest my business partner. So many times we're both be in the bath, but we both don't say it. So I'm like, are you in the bath? She's like, totally. I'm like, me too. I'm like, oh, and we just like laugh about it. But (laughs) I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's so good. Those little self-care rituals are just so important, whether it's dance, taking a bath, like whatever works for you, it's just doing it consistently. That way you can constantly like come back to yourself and something else that I want to talk to you about, because I know we both have struggled with this in the past and you've been really open about it, especially after having your baby is Mm -hmm. body image and just like struggling with body image at various points in your life, specifically after pregnancy, like changing your body, it was really hard for you as it would be for every single woman that goes through it. Um, so I would love to know how you have worked on that self-acceptance and just appreciating your body, even through the shifts and the changes that you've experienced with it. Cause we all yeah. Have and changes. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So, um, body dysmorphia is a real thing. I don't think I knew it was a thing until later in my life. Honestly, I don't think I realized I struggled with it until I was probably about, I'm 32 now. So probably not until I was like 28, like five years ago or so after my second son, I really struggled with it. And throughout that pregnancy again, really, really struggled with it. Didn't talk to people about it. Like, I don't know. I just think it's something inside of my brain again, unfortunately, probably from the dance world that like kind of like put that in my brain, you know, it sucks. It's super unfortunate, but I realized it at like 28 years old. And I remember just being like, okay, this sucks. Like, how am I going to help myself with this? You know? And so the way I've, I've helped myself is dance. And like a lot of the time it's the things I'm saying to my attendees are the things I want to say and feel for myself and yeah. things that have helped myself. So a lot of the time, every single class in the, especially in this last year, since having my baby, I tell my class, I say, Hey, like my classes, when I'm in person, I say, look up. Like, I want you to look in the mirror, like, look at that person. That person is beautiful inside Mm -hmm. and they deserve to be here and things like that, that are just really empowering because I need to hear it for myself. And so if I need to hear it, like I'm, I'm assuming, or I'm hoping someone in, in that class, even if it's just one person need to hear that too. And so it's just replacing those negative, like yucky thoughts and, and stopping them being self-aware to being like, Oh, I don't like how I'm talking about myself or, Oh, I don't like what I'm saying to myself. I want to switch that. And so I tried to be really open. And like you said, with my last pregnancy, which was in 2021 and 2022 and share a lot of those thoughts because they were coming a lot again. And I was like, after I had my second, I was super aware of where I was at just like sexually and like my body's smorphy and all the things that I was like, okay, if I do this again, like I need to be really open about it. And I need to share with my husband and I need to share with people so that they know, you know? And so I talked a lot about it. It's really cute when you're pregnant, like the little belly bump is cute. And even those though, I'll be honest, are a lot, those body changes are really hard for me, just like changing my body. Um, but it's a little bit easier. Cause you're like, you're growing a human. Yay. Like, mm-hmm. this is so amazing. Like our bodies can do this. But then after, oh, that's so hard because the baby's not there anymore. The bump's not cute anymore, but there's still a bump there. 
you're still have those like roles and yeah. I'm still having those, you know? So that's really hard. That's like when I feel like it's really testing you. And also your hormones are so crazy and just like yeah. all over the place. So I just think it's really important to be self-aware and then have people that you talk to. So I regularly talked with my husband. I'm like, Oh, I hate this. And I think something, what I did wrong with my first two pregnancies that I did better with my third was I was trying to fit myself into certain clothes. Like I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy maternity clothes. I'm too good for maternity clothes. I'm just going to keep wearing my normal clothes. But then of course I feel gross because those Mm -hmm. clothes don't fit me and they're not my right size, you know? And it's not even about the number or the size, but it's just like with my last pregnancy and even after this like pregnancy, I'm like, forget it. I don't have to be a size small. Like I can just wear what feels good. So I have tons of sizes in my closet right now, because the, the size or the number doesn't matter. It was, I just literally told myself, no, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to get all the sizes. I'm going to try on what feels good or what I want, you know, what my body wants to feel, you know, because if I'm trying to fit in a certain size or a certain like number, of course, you're going to feel like crap. And then of course you're like, oh my gosh, I have all these love handles because I'm squeezing into a size. That's not the right size for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was just trying to be super aware and super open and talk about it and then Mm -hmm. allow myself that grace of like, no, like forget all those things that I think I have to be, or forget all those things. I feel like I have to feel like I just Mm -hmm. want to feel good. And so feeling good doesn't have to be a certain size. It doesn't have to be a certain, you know, and it's hard. It's really hard. It's patience. A lot of patience. Cause like I said, I'm one year postpartum and I wouldn't say like, Oh, I'm at my goal body again, though. I don't really have like a goal body. I just want to like feel good in my, and I'll be honest, I'm not still there yet. And that might take a little bit longer, a couple more years or whatever. But my biggest thing is just feeling good about yourself. And I don't feel good when I weigh myself. I don't feel good when I look at the scale. So all those like prenatal checks, I literally would look away. The girls would like laugh at me, all the nurses. They'd be like, I love that. That's so good. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, well, we have to get you on because they just have to make sure you're not like gaining too much weight or whatever. And I just like, oh, I hop on and I just like, oh, I'm not looking like that's okay. okay." But with my other ones, I totally looked and I'm like, that's such so dumb. Like, of course I'm feeling bad or of course I'm feeling not good about myself because I'm like seeing the scale go up by like 10 pounds every appointment. Like, of course, I just don't even let myself think that way. I don't, I just like took away all those temptations. So I love that. That's so good. And especially I mean, I've experienced body dysmorphia and it's something that's a constant work because we still are living in this world where women's bodies are judged. And we've all grown up in this, like America's next top model era where like everyone is like a size zero. (laughs) And so I think, especially because of that, there's no expectation to like be always confident in our body and always feeling good, but it's like doing the things that make you feel better. And the knowing that I don't need to look at a scale, knowing that I don't need to know how many calories are in whatever. Like yeah, I, I just, calories. I yeah, eat yeah. what feels good. I yeah. move my body in a way that feels good. And I don't own a scale. And I make my husband throw his out <laughs> because I just think they're not good for you. And Same. so, yeah, that's knowing yourself though, like knowing what yeah. you need to feel good. And for me, when I did all of those things, I felt so much better. Like it just felt Same. so much better and dancing too. Like dancing sexy yeah. makes me feel better than anything yeah. else does. But all those little things are like just little changes and little things. But then my main thing, I think with this like last child and last pregnancy and all this whole journey has been just like my thoughts. It's mostly my thoughts. Cause it's just yeah. like, yeah. Cause like, even if you're like through, throw the scale out, but you're still thinking in your brain, like I'm so fat. Oh, that is, that's not going to help you either. That's not going to mm-hmm. serve you either. So I just, I'm, I switch those thoughts. It's not that I'm not having them. I have the thought, but I don't let them live very long. I'm like, you yeah. know 
put it in the trash can or I don't even say trash can. I like to say the shredder because then the <laughs> shredder, you're not getting that back. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's in the shredder, it's gone, but you have to fill it with other positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe my body's not where I want it to be, but today I'm going to do this to get myself to be there, or I'm going to love myself this way, or you know what I mean? Like, what is it? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you don't love your whole body right now, but you're like, for example, like my boobs go through the ringer through having children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like one thing I'm like, okay, hey, maybe I don't love my boobs today. Cause I have like five <laughs> inch of sag on them. That's fine. That's the truth. But it's like, and I can laugh a little bit about it. Sometimes I turn to humor, but sometimes that's not the best, but I'll laugh about it. And then I'm like, you know what? But one day, like I am probably going to get a little boob like fix and that's okay. And I look forward to that yeah. day, you know, and that's okay. Um, right now my boobs aren't my favorite thing, but I love my hair and yeah. I love the way that I can move my body. And I'm so grateful that I can move my body, that I have my legs and that I, you know what I mean? So just mm-hmm. flipping that, that mindset has been really helpful for me. Yeah. That's so good. Just reprogramming our minds over and over and over again yeah, and, and having consistently having to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And having the thoughts, it's like, it's going to happen. And I think so many people think, oh man, I'm so disappointed in myself. I had these thoughts. I'm like, what do you mean? Those thoughts are yeah. definitely going to come up. Oh, it's just sure. human, but it's just being able, like you said, to notice them in the moment, which I love that so much. And you are truly one of the most confident people. Like Savannah and I would talk about this all the time when we would take your classes because we're like, oh my God, Erica, she's so confident. She's so cute, but also you're just like fun, sassy, goofy. You're like very authentically yourself. And that shows up in your classes and online, which I feel like is why so many people are drawn to you. So I'm curious how you've really cultivated this confidence and just being truly yourself, especially coming from a dance industry and a background where you mentioned in one of your Instagram posts that you just never really felt good enough. Confidence isn't like a destination where you're like, okay, because I think that's a false statement. Sometimes people will be like, okay, I've gone to Dirty Licious now for three months. I feel so good. I made it. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. no, it's a continuous thing, you know? And even as an instructor, if I reach that, why would I still be teaching? You know, if it was a destination, why would I still be doing what I'm doing? You know, it's a thing that I need to continually do and continually be working at because I, yeah, maybe I'm feeling great and I have reached that like place, but it's Mm -hmm. like, no, there's days where I don't, you know, and there's times when I don't. And so for me, um, it confidence is a journey. That's like actually one of our like core values at Durylicious and and beliefs is that, that it is a journey. And so, but share that journey. So Mm -hmm. as an instructor, I sometimes say in my class, you guys, today's been a rough day. And I don't go into details because I don't want to like put my ugh, like on them. Right. I always want them to feel uplifted, but it was like, today's been a rough day. So I want you and me, let's end this class with like so much fun, so much energy, feeling so good about ourselves. And I'm like, cheer for yourself. Let's cheer for each other. Like cheer for me. I'm cheering for you. Like, I'm going to give my all I'm asking for you to give your all, you know, honestly, the way to truly just be yourself is to just do it. That's what it yeah. is. That's my advice to you is just to do it or to anybody that's worried about that. It's just do it. And if you're nervous, like someone might not accept you for all you, then maybe they're not the, your right customer, or maybe they're not mm-hmm. the right follower or whatever that may be. Cause the truth is I lose probably as many followers as I gain every day. So mm-hmm. that's just, and, and I'm not saying just on social media, I'm saying in life, you know, there's going to be people that hate me. There's going to be people that love me. And that's a hard pill to swallow, but that's just the name of the game. That's all I can do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And that's what people love about you again. Cause you were like, I'm having a bad day. Or you like say something funny that happened with your kids and you're like, this is my life. Like, why are we pretending on social media that everything's like roses and sunshine and that's just like not how anyone's experiencing life so I think people relate to that more when you're just like super open and honest which you are and then 
Yeah. And then it gives them permission to do the same. And then everyone gets to like be real and confident and, (laughs) you know, all the things that coexist within the human experience at the same time. Like it just is how it is, you know? Yeah. So I just try and do that because for me, I find myself doing that. And I'm like, I always say this all the time. Like I'm like a full developed human, right? But I think of myself, if I was like 14 years old, 13, 15 years old today in today's world with social media, Mm -hmm. I would I, that would mess with me because I'm not fully developed. My brain would not be able to like understand that. Right. Of like, Oh, someone puts out this TikTok and it's like so perfectly done the, the, the dance, or maybe that it's a picture they took of themselves. And it's like Mm -hmm. so perfectly together. That would be really hard for myself because I'd be judging myself at my worst against their very best. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I'm putting anything out, whether it's a TikTok or a reel or a video or anything, I try and be super real with people and say, it took me 80 times to get this TikTok <laughs> yeah. down. You guys, I practiced 80 times and I'm a trained dancer, right? So it's like, I try to just be super real because mm-hmm. I don't want people to judge their worst against my very best take. Like that's right. not fair, you know? Yeah. And that's where that body dysmorphia and all those things can arise. And so I just want to be super real. And so that's why sometimes I'll go and I'll show my behind the scenes of like me taking millions of takes to get one video or yeah. me having a child glued to my leg or a dog walking through, you know what I mean? Because that's the real, that's the real, real that is missing sometimes Mm -hmm. social media or in anything film, like all the things like we don't see how much work goes into like a feature film or how much work goes into an episode that a fitness instructor is putting out. Like, you know, like you don't see all that. Yeah. So I just try and show that real because I think it's important so that I don't create more people with more body dysmorphia mm-hmm. or like perfectionism things because I've struggled with that myself, you know? Mm-hmm. I so love I that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I love your behind the scenes videos. They're so, so funny. <laughs> They're so cute. Oh, I funny. love it. <laughs> and then and that, that's the thing too. Like even today, like I like got ready for this because I knew I was filming. Right. Mm-hmm. But day to day Erica, I'm not waking up and doing my hair and makeup fully. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like right. day to day Erica is sitting in her cheetah robe with a baby on her lap, you know? like clinging to her whining for milk. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like that's day-to-day Erica working. Yeah. This is not normal. Like I will tell you yesterday at 1 PM in the afternoon, I was not ready. I was literally in my pajamas. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yes. the truth right there. That's so true. And it's so funny. Cause yesterday on my Instagram, on my high vibe peels account, I posted yeah. a pair of sweatpants yeah. that I had literally been wearing all week, like every <laughs> single day. I, I was that. like, I literally do not wear clothes past 3 p.m. Oh, like I get ready for the either. morning. I'm going to show you right now. Literally <laughs> I have a sweater on top. Okay. I have sweatpants on the bottom. Like, damn, there's my sweatpants. Okay. And I'm sitting in my child's bed. So there we go. That's the real, real, you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> so I would love to know what exciting things are coming up for you. What's next for Dirty Licious? Anything in the works right now or just continuing on the trajectory we're continuing you've been. on honestly we're continuing yeah. on continuing on so in 2023 our big goal is to really just get dirty licious out there um obviously i'm in utah my business partners in utah and we're based in utah so really we're just trying to get more places and get more instructors in more areas and be accessible to all people. So that's why we're going and why we're a fitness format is because there's gyms everywhere and mm-hmm. so it's just a really great way to get dirty licious in more places. So that's really our goal this year, um, is just reaching more people. And that's like the continued goal forever. So just continuing on, you know, like I talked about consistency showing up, Mm -hmm. um, working through those day-to-day battles and those day-to-day things and 
doing the day-to-day, what some business people refer to as the minutia, the like norm, the things that aren't like what I'm maybe not really passionate about. Do I like doing reports? Do I like doing financial things? No, I'm passionate (laughs) about dance, but that's what I, what I'm doing so that I can continue to do the thing that I really do love, you know? So yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's what's, that's what is coming up. So yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And all of Dirty Licious info, all of your info will be in the show notes. Where's the best place that they can find you, find Dirty Licious classes? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, so um, I'm Dirty Licious Erica. That's my Instagram handle. And that's where I post most of those these day-to-day behind the scenes things like I was talking about. But then Dirty Licious Dance Fitness, the business, we have a website, it's www.dirtyliciousdancefitness.com. And you can go there to find out more about becoming an instructor, find um, classes there. Right now, we currently have classes in Florida, Texas, Arizona, soon to be Nevada, California, and other places. So mostly Utah, but like I said, coming up and other states as well. So it's really exciting. And then if you don't have a class near you, we have online classes that you can take. It's called Dirty Licious On Demand, which are professionally filmed, very high quality um, online dance classes that are super fun. So yeah, that's where you can find us. I love that so much. And it's so amazing to just see it growing, like literally all over the country. Like that's so cool. And I'm just so happy for you. And it's been amazing to just watch the progression after I left Utah, just keep like watching your classes and seeing it all grow. And like, I can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank Thank you you. so much for coming on the podcast. This conversation was so fun. (laughs) So fun. And I have to tell you like way to go on like women supporting women. This is what it is. Cause I think sometimes we look at women, for example, like you're teaching dance classes too, but I don't look at you as like a competition, right? We're not competition. We're women supporting women and like inspiring each other. Like you inspire me. I'm like, go girl. Like, I'm just like, (laughs) I'm so proud of you too. And like the direction that you're taking this. Cause I remember those years ago when you came up to me and you said, my parents don't like this. Like, I think I have to stop coming. And I was like, no girl, you got this I'm coming out for you. I'll be your support yeah. system, you know? So I'm just so proud of you and the, and the places you're going to. So congratulations to you too. Thank you so much. You've been such a huge inspiration to me and so many other people I'm sure. And thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait for this episode to come out and everyone to listen to it and enjoy it. If you liked it, definitely follow the show, follow Erica, follow Dirty Licious. And thank you guys so much for listening. thank you babes so much for joining me today if you love this podcast i would really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating and review it really helps the podcast to be discovered by even more amazing humans who could benefit from this work and from healing and a heal and if you screenshot your rating and review and send it to ashlyntorydance at gmail.com or send it to me on Instagram, I will send you a free burlesque workshop as a gift. Also, don't forget to follow along on Instagram at high.vibe.heels to stay up to date on all the heels, burlesque, spirituality, and empowering content that your soul desires. <laughs>